I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to another bonus episode of the Paul Ryder Tapes. In this episode, we have a lovely interview with two lovely people who Paul worked with at the end of the 1990s and in the early 2000s. There's the legendary remixer producer Lee Duval, who's based in Warrington, and the mighty Himmert, who Paul always called the guru, who amongst other things is the percussion player in Fab band M Vita, that's Manchester vibe in the area, with Alfonso Buller. Both are great people and they've got some fab stories to tell. Yeah, my name's Lee Duval, I'm a remixer producer. I've done remixes for people like Atomic Kitten, Nigel Kennedy, and I eventually did some remixes for Paul Ryder, who had his band Big Arm at the time. I'm uh, Himmert, the percussionist from MV, uh, Manchester Vibes in the area. And uh, my front man is Alfonso Buller. And uh, he was in Cornwall. And while he was in Cornwall, I decided to take on a music production course. And while I was on this music production course, on the dinner break, somebody over the table says to me, are you Himmert from MV? So I, I lifted my head up and looked, and it was horse. Ask it. I said, yeah, it's me. So and I said, is that you, Paul? He said, it's me, Paul, and Gaz. I couldn't believe that they were there as well. And I thought to myself, what's going on here? So on the dinner break, we went for a pint. We, we had a, a roll-up and uh, that was it. We hit it off like three naughty kids together. <laughs> <laughs> the guru... The guru. He used to no, call yes. you the guru. I didn't. I mean, I did know you as Himmet, but he was. You were the guru. There's a reggae artist in Jamaica called Black Uru. Right. Yeah. Right. So, horse said, "Let's call you Black Guru." <laughs> <laughs> so we had fun, and you know, like I said, Angela, we were like three naughty kids, and uh, I started asking him questions about people who we knew in the in the 
a notorious nightclub in Moss Side called the Reno, and uh, there was a guy in there called um, X, and they, we used to call him Assassin, who was a, a drug dealer, a notorious guy, and we all used to go to him. Uh, back in the day then, in the late 70s. I never went. <laughs> uh, uh, no, well, well, I did. But, um, uh, and uh, that was it. Yeah, he said, I said to him, should we write a track about this guy, Assassin? He says to me, yeah, let's do it. He loved it. He loved that really hardcore, <laughs> do you know what I mean, underground stuff. Yeah. Instead of polished and all that type of stuff. So he says, yeah, let's do a track about Assassin. So I, I written the track about Assassin, we did it, and then the second track was, he says, well, what else can we do now? So I'm reading the paper, the local paper on a dinner break, and uh, it said, Salford Ram Raiders, and all the warehouses are getting done in. So I says to Horse, I says, Horse, I says, we're going to write a track about Ram Raiders in Salford, all your boys, all your crew. <laughs> and he, he says to me, yeah, let's do it. So I've written, a, I penned some lyrics down, a few ideas, a skeleton of a structure, and then I said to him, I've got a, a producer friend of mine called Lee Duval, and uh, I'd like you to come <coughs> outside of college to Lee's house, to his studio, where we can continue working and writing. So he says, yeah, let's do it. So we came down here, I introduced him to Lee. When um, Emmett brought... Paul to my house and I'll always call him Paul I never call him horse and the simple reason is my mum was here and he walks in now I've been doing dance music I didn't know who the Happy Mondays were and it sounds mental but I used to listen to heavy metal and then got into dance music so I didn't know who the Mondays were and him was like I'm bringing horse down from the Mondays and I'm thinking who's that do you know what I mean oh he's a bass player all right okay bring him down so he turns up, and then it goes, and my mum's there. And then it goes, uh, this is us. And my mum's from Salford. And she goes, I'm not bloody calling you horse. What's your bloody proper name? And he goes, Paul. And he goes, I'll call you bloody Paul. And Lee, you're calling him Paul too. <laughs> so I always call him Paul. So he brought him down. And we started doing sort of tracks. We did the Kofi and Am track. Then we ended up doing Ram Raiders. I ended up speaking to Paul. I'm like, uh, have you done any other music? And he goes, oh yeah, I'm in the band, the, the Mondays. I'm like, don't know it. He goes, oh, you know, mentioned Sean. I've heard of Bez because I've seen him on TV. But weirdly, I knew who Rowetta was because my friend had used Rowetta for doing some vocals and uh, it, it, Graham Turner and uh, Mark Hall from, uh, Graham's in Flip and Phil now and Mark's in Flip and Phil. But they'd had a band called Bus Stop and uh, Rowetta had done some session singing for him called Hey Mr. DJ. So I knew, I knew her from there. And I'm like, oh yeah, I know who she is, sort of thing. I just thought he was, he was a normal guy. I just thought he was just some bass player guy. Didn't know he was in a big band. He had no inclination that he was a big superstar. You could just have a, a chat on a general level with him. But, you know, we did tracks together, uh, with, like Paul at my house and stuff like that. I mean, you, and when you write music together, you get a bond. No yeah. matter how, you know, you could yeah, be doing yeah, yeah, a track yeah. for half a day or something. Yeah. But if you've created something together and you liked it, you have a bond for life. Yeah. And that's what I had with Paul. Later on, I'd got ill, 
like with cancer and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, Paul was like a, um, a real shining light in a, a, a dark time for me. And so were you, Angela, you know, like he gave me the opportunity to uh, remix flashbacks which are remixed for him and him and Bez used to play it out when they were doing DJ gigs together. Because I was ill at the time, it just gave me a sense of purpose. Oh, you know, because cool. when you're ill, and especially when you've got cancer, you find that all your true friends will stick by you and contact you and stuff like that. And I, I know who my true friends are and all the others will just run because they don't know, and maybe they don't know how to handle it and stuff like that. Yeah. But he was there. He invited me to his gigs, put me on the guest list for the Mondays. But then you were able to return that, weren't you, a few years later? Uh, yeah. I mean, for me, um, any... Um, I get upset now. I know, Paul was a good friend. <laughs> um, Paul was a good friend, and to find out, you know, his, his child got cancer and go through a really bad cancer was horrific. Now, obviously Paul's like a superstar and they all change the numbers all the time. You can never get hold of them. Uh, obviously you were on Facebook and I went through your journey on Facebook and yeah. it was just, you know, I seen Chico, how ill he was getting, how much you were looking after him. And, you know, because I've been in Chico's position, yeah. trying to put myself, now I had kids in the position you were in, yeah. watching your child with that, you know. But you were, you trying were, to you were send lovely. positive vibes You were really all the supportive. Time. You, it really meant a lot at the time to me. I mean, that's, it, it, when you're going through a crisis like that, anything, any, any gestures really mean a lot to you. Like, it really yeah. helps you. You know, get through. Well, I thought I was so. being sort of, you know, like sometimes you think you can you, be too pushy. No, no, you. you were amazing. You'll yeah. never, I'll never forget that. I'll always be grateful to you for you. for how you were. No, it's what it's what friendships all about, isn't it? You know, you. But, you, you, but Paul. Yeah, you do. But like, you know, I was ill, and Paul had his gig in Manchester, and he said, "Are you coming to the gig?" And it, and I was like, "Oh, I don't feel well." And he said, "Come on, it'd be great." you'll feel better you come to the gig. And I remember like, I can't even remember, it was in the centre of Manchester who did this big arm gig. I remember he was outside smoking his cigarette and like, eh. and we were just having a chat outside of the back of this place where it was. And it was just nice, you know, seeing him on stage and hearing the music live and stuff like that. It was just, oh. it was a really special person down to earth. Yeah. You know, I've, uh, I, I and loads of creativity because he was grounded yeah. and he had his feet on the ground and all yeah. that. He, Everyone loved him. The creativity was there. He was like like a rock. He was, he was solid. Well, you could talk to people. You could say like, I know, like doing like remixes for Nigel Kennedy, and we were doing sort of like some dance mixes on his classical stuff. And I said to Nigel, "Do you know Paul Ryder for the Monday?" Oh yeah, I know Paul. Yeah, it was great. And there was that connection. And there was another thing that Paul did. Um, Paul knew I was just like a little remixer. I wasn't a big name or anything like that. But he put me in contact with um, Gaz Aston at um, Adidas. You know, he'd help you. To do well. To keep things back. He yeah, was like, yeah. he'd lift you up. He was the person that would get you 
and lift you up to make you you better. We loved him, didn't we? Like, yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like just he was amazing. He was, he was, he was a nice, creative, grounded soul, and yeah. uh, a very, very nice person. I can't say any more than that. And it was great to know that he knew some of the people who I knew and shared in my life and that, so that's where our connection happened, you know. Yeah. Right, can you tell me a bit about what it was like when you, when you were all working together, what the dynamic was like, or do you have any good anecdotes of things that happened when you were yeah. working together? Just funny stories that you might remember. I remember, I remember one, and we were remixing, and he was he was in uh, rehab at the time, and I always remember him saying it. He said, <clears throat> and I swear now, and I'll try and do a Salford accent. You never, you never fucking guess who I'm in fucking rehab with. Guess who's my fucking best mate in rehab? <laughs> and I went, who? Tara fucking Palmer Tompkinson. I'm like. I'm like, that was in, when he was in London, and I thought, you can't get two people at the opposite side. You got a guy from sort of like Salford, who's mates with someone that's uh, related to the Queen or whatever, you know. Unbelievable. Yeah, and, and another thing he, 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 he says to me, I, I said to him, listen, I said, when we finish this course and all that, I said, we'll have auctions and stuff, we can do a bit of teaching and help out in the yeah. community. Because that's what I did. I went and did a bit of uh, young offenders. I went and worked for young offenders, gun bangers, you know, the, the gangs. I went and got them kids, come here, get over here, come to the guru. The guru really? will sort you out. <laughs> Brilliant. Are you still doing that? No, no, I'm not doing that now. I, I did it for, I teached for about uh, four years and then I went back into MV with Alfonso. So that's where I am now, you know, we're... We're, we're doing an album, you know, we're doing a bit of writing now at the moment. And uh, then we'll be going out and taking it out on the show. Excellent. But, uh, Excellent. but oh, I said to him, listen, we'll be able to do some teaching, horse, and all that. He says, there's only one <coughs> thing I can teach you, Ims. So I says, what's that? He says, to take drugs. And I said to him, I'll see you in a bit. <laughs> You must have witnessed some of that. Did, did you? Were you aware of what he was doing, or that it was a problem? Or um, no, I wasn't aware because like I wasn't, um, I wasn't uh, around that sort of scene. Yeah, I broke out that scene as well. I remember when um, Emmett brought um, Paul to our house, and he was sweating a bit, and he was smoking a lot. Yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, I know he he drank lots of Coca Cola, and like him, it said to me, uh, you know, he's he's coming off the uh, the H or whatever whatever word you said it was. Yeah, the gear. Yeah, the gear. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, what 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 gear is he wearing? <laughs> I thought he was on the clothes. <laughs> I had no no idea of uh, uh, heroin or how. Because he didn't, he didn't, didn't look like a drug drug addict to me. I wasn't aware of him drug taking. How how worried were you about his drug taking? Did you, on a, as a friend, were you worried for him, or did you think he would just get through it? Well, personally, because I've not been around that sort of thing, I didn't really know how bad it was. I've obviously seen people smoke weed and have ease and 
that sort of yeah. stuff. But um, I've never, you know, hard drugs like heroin or crack or whatever. I don't even know what it was on or trying to get off. Um, yeah. I, I had no experience with it, but Emmett, you had experience you told you you told I me I got home with all yeah 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 that's what brought me in all, all, all together I mean I, yeah. Yeah, and I, I could, could be a role model and an example to him to show that you could come away from that road you can make a change there is there is another side as well horse you don't have to stay there Got to change the record. You you got to move, move on. I had three years with that stuff in my side in, in the seventies and all that on, on that substance uh, thing on that and and the uh, and the other stuff as well uh, the nostril stuff uh, and um, so I had my little period on that thingy and I come out of it and I mean like I took off to India and all that to go and get my help because the medical system down here wasn't really they couldn't do it they were just giving me more and more drugs different drugs. And, yeah. and, and just topping me up with, with thingies. So I took, my journey took me to India, where I got introduced to the babas. And again, uh, the, the yoga, the vegetarianism, so the diet change, a complete lifestyle change, helped me to get on the path of recovery. You were in a wheelchair, weren't you? I got wheelchair, up, yeah, because I got a tumour in the, in the bottom of my spine. But then after all the yoga, and uh, I, I, I teach the yoga for 12 years as well. Because uh, I wanted to share, I worked with addicts from my side. I used to say, send them to my class in Didsbury, and I worked with them. So I did 12 years of humanitarian service to people on the streets, Angela, of bringing them into my classes, and I would detoxify them. If he was in California, he'd be, he'd have a gold jet now and gold glasses. Oh, just shut it. <laughs> <laughs> He'd have followers and everything. No, no, it was it was about helping people to change, and yeah. I, you you've got to wear you've got to have worn the t-shirt to understand them. So I, I'd already done that. Yeah. I wore the t-shirt. I went through it. I knew what that stuff was about, and I knew that it worked no good. You had to get away from it. Right, and was he receptive to what you had to tell him? He liked that. He liked that positive. He, he, he liked that positive talking and all that. He liked that. Yeah. And he, and he could relate to me from the past of the Reno because I, I was involved in all that as well earlier on. Yeah. And and I had moved away from all that. Right. So right. I, I I was kind of a, a bit of an inspiration for him to kind of like yeah. if there was a road to follow, right. then leave that road alone and let's get on this road. Get Get away from it and get back into your music and get back into your into your beautiful art and work that you- I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. 
Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Yeah. So off the back of that, they did the track Ram Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> Spir- very spiritually. spiritually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, very spiritual. Very spiritual track. Ram Raiders, you know, <laughs> balaclavas, guns, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a bit of a fun sort of track and we thought no one's ever going to put this on radio because <laughs> oh. it was so violent it's got a police helicopter and so, you know just we just had a, a laugh doing it fun yeah you know like you said did you have fun Angela you said earlier on did you have what kind of fun did you have that, yeah. that was the fun wasn't it yeah and if you listen uh, to Paul's bass line, we've got the bass line. Time stretched it. Time stretched it so it doesn't sound like his bass. Oh, interesting. Like, like uh, distorted it and did all sorts of stuff with another guy called Paddle. He uh, worked on it as well. But Jason Barron, um, yeah, he died. He was part of the PWL oh. uh, Manchester. So a lot of people, uh, yeah, if Jason was here, he'd probably tell you the yeah, same Yeah, he was a great guy. Paul. He was a great guy. Yeah, they're both great guys. Um, when you're older, you lose contact with people. You still think they're there. Like Emma, I just think he'll be there all the time. And Paul, I think he'll be there all the time. Life's tough, isn't it? It's just a series of challenges, isn't it, that you that you have yeah. to navigate one after another. You think you, you're cool and then something else comes from the side. Well, one thing I've learned is you can't take your friends for granted. You've just got to... If you've got a friend and you've not heard from them for ages and you think... Next, tomorrow, I'll, I'll see him in the pub next week or wh- whatever. Just reach out to him saying, hi, mate, how are you? That's it. it and, yeah. you know, don't have any regrets because we've got, we've got regrets, you know, from, you know, we lost contact with Jason, lost contact with Paul, but it's, Paul's a bit of a different kettle of fish because he's a rock and roll star and they change all the numbers all the time, you, you know. Yeah, he, no, the only reason Paul changed his number all the time was because he kept breaking his phone or losing his phone or changing his car. He, he wouldn't do it to, to avoid people. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, you've got the very sparse on Facebook and, yeah. you know, like, yeah. you know. Okay, so how, how will you remember Paul? What will be your, like, your most strong memory about him? My standout memory about Paul was not being the rock star or anything like that, not having an ego, of just being a genuinely nice, down-to-earth guy. Yeah. Who you could contact and he'd give you advice and help you. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. We were crying when we found out about Yeah, that. yeah. Oh. I found phones open, I was crying. Yeah. I can't believe it. Yeah. But yeah. It's, 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 it's happened. Yeah. How yeah. did you find out about it? Somebody called me to, uh, and said, have you heard that Paul Ryder's died? So I said, what? And then I phoned Fonzo up, my front man, and I said, Fonzo, I said, I've just heard that Paul Ryder's died. He said, yeah, it's on, fa-. you know, because it's on the social medias, right. yeah. on the Facebooks. Yeah. I'm not on the Facebooks or yeah. any of that, Angela. Yeah. So I got the news, kind of, and as soon as I got the news, I rang my front man up, who's on social media, and I said to him, I was crying. Yeah. Uh, I says I can't believe it. I says I says Paul Paul's passed away. I says what? Well, it can't be true, this man. And then he says to me, Yeah. 
it's part of life, Hims. And you know, Fonzo tried to console me then and yeah. bring me down, but I was crying, my, crying my eyes out because it re it really touched me. Yeah. It really hurt me right in the heart. It, it, it got me that one because I weren't expecting that. Yeah. I found out through uh, I'm uh, follow like Rowetta on Facebook, and she posted yeah. it, and I had to like time stopped for me. It's just guts, you like, know. The funeral, I found out when the funeral was, and like I said to him, we've got to like represent, we've got to go. He, he would have wanted us there, so he was really ill that day. Like, and the same yeah. you, you obviously see comments online about, oh, it must have been drugs and stuff like that, and that winds me up because I never saw um, Paul as a, a drug addict. A lot of people jumped to that conclusion, and a lot of the papers did, and that was upsetting, yeah. wasn't it? He never, he never did it in front of us, Angela. No. Well, I want one like to, to be share, remembered. Yeah, yeah. I just want, well, I want to share one thing which is all the time yeah. that we were around him. He never, whatever, once did that in front of us. He smoked. He smoked cigs. <laughs> yeah. He'd have yeah. a pint. He'd have a pint. He liked a pint, and he liked to sit. He never drank pints in front of me. Pints of coke. Well, he used to like a pint of beer when we was at college. Well, that was your influence, but... <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean, it, I want people to remember Paul as a nice guy, a, a beautiful human yes. being who would help people. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't, you know... I mean, I know the papers picked up on, like, the drugs and stuff, and but that was when, you know, in the younger days and stuff like that. But the guy had a family, do you know? He had people who loved him. He had friends who loved him. And everyone that knew him and everyone that's speaking or we speak about him are doing it in their own time because they love Paul. You know, he was a really, really nice guy. He's just a legend, isn't he? A living, living legend, isn't he? Beautiful. Beautiful person. I remember, him, I remember bumping into you, him, at a gig and Paul going... Yeah. It's the guru! It's the guru! And he was so excited to introduce yeah. me to you. The guru's here! The guru! I hope he spoke in Indian. He's <laughs> 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 the only Indian with a proper mank accent. Oh, oh that northern accent. Oh, God's sake. Can't get rid of it. There's not I can do. I've been to see I've been to see doctors all over the world. They can't get rid of it. They said there's not we can do him. Yeah. But did he sorry, did he sorry. invent the, the name the guru or were you called that anyway? Was it just Paul that called you? No, that? people used to call me the the Alfonso uh, used Alfonso uh, named me the guru of house music. Right. Because it's playing the percussion and all that and all that and it, so it's the Sikh guru, the Milayan Imit. The, you know, and, 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 that, and that's how they called me the guru, didn't they? Yeah. And then that kind of carried on. And then when we was in the college and we did the tracks in the college, you know, from, from just calling me guru, we, we kind of like messed around with the words and black a guru, you know, from black a guru yeah. to black a guru. You know, you know what Paul was like, words and messing around and stuff like yeah. that. So just for the college course, they called me black a guru because they were, they were very witty. They were, yeah. oh man, there was never a dull moment. We were like three naughty kids at school and every day the laughter, bellyfuls of laughter and jokes and 
yeah. and stuff on teachers on anything that moved in the college, anything, we'd be on it. Yeah. And so there was never a dull moment, Angela. I'd just like to share that yeah. one with you. You know, like, yeah. there's too much for me to talk about, you know, because we were laughing every day. Yeah. How was and how was Paul as a student at the student uh, in the class? He was good. Was he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was quiet. He'd just take it. You know, we'd sit down, we'd listen to what they had to say and all that. And then, as soon as twelve o'clock came, it was straight to the pub. <laughs> we couldn't wait to get out of there and it go in the pub and out. sit down there and, 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 and talk about you know the past and Reno days and all notorious people. Right. So. He, he, Paul had loved that interaction and that banter. Yeah. So I'd sit there and talk to him about the past. Do you remember him? Do you remember him? Oh, of course I remember him. Yeah, but yeah. I, remember, I remember he used to do that, but he also, like, him, like, even though he does music, he's a very good person to get some spiritual guidance from and make you feel better. So Paul's the same. He's a real nice guy. Same with him. So I think Paul drew towards him because you get the good out of people. Yeah. That's what you're very good at. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. And giving advice. It was great. He came yeah. to my house. Spiritual advice. He got he got on with yeah. my wife as well, Stella and all that. She loved him. Everybody yeah. everybody liked him. We liked him. Yeah. All my kids and family, we all loved him. Yeah. Thank you both so much. Really, really oh, appreciate, you, really appreciate you giving your time and uh, being part of this. Paul, absolutely love both of you. Like, like I said, I've never heard a bad word. Always really positive stuff about both of you. So, thank so. you very much. Thank you. Well, we've only got positive. Oh, we've only got positive to say about him and, and you yeah. and all of you. So yeah. yeah. Well, let's let's um, celebrate him by playing Ram Raiders, shall we? <laughs> I think, we need to, I think we need to have Ram Raiders played for sure. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special moms in your life. And what better way than with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited-edition sets, perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their Golden Glow Body Set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for silky, smooth, glowing skin, while the Glow and Go Facial Set has everything she needs to achieve spa-level results at home. 
They're so beautiful, you can skip the wrapping. For a limited time, you can save up to $48 on Osea sets, plus get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. Pamper the moms in your life and get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com, code MOM. That's all we've got for you this week. We're playing out with the fab track Ram Raiders that they mentioned earlier. These songs are going to be released soon on a compilation that we're putting together featuring an array of tracks that Paul wrote with various collaborators throughout the years. You know the drill by now. Please subscribe so that you don't miss out on anything. Give us a nice review, please, please, please. And check out the website, paulrider.tv, where you'll find lots and lots of goodies and things that you'd like to know. Lots of love and thanks go to Lee and Himmit for being truly special souls. And as usual, of course, thanks to the big man himself, the late and great Paul Anthony Ryder. See you all next week. Lots of love. Listening Productions. Oh.